Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today, I would love to have a conversation about how do you recognize fear? Who wants to start us off? I'm happy to. I think I think often we have fear and we're not really aware of it. And I think it comes out in different emotions like anger or even procrastination, paralysis. We're often paralyzed by fear, aren't we? And we, there's things we want to do and need to do, but we don't do them. And we're, not, we're, we're perhaps not sure why, but under, when you look at it underlying, there's, we're scared of something. We're scared of the outcome or scared of failure or fear of whatever it is. There's so many different fears, but sometimes it's so hard to identify and we don't even realize. Yeah. yeah, I think a big one for me, and especially in my past, was fear of judgment. That was a huge roadblock for me when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think definitely, I definitely, yeah. yeah. And I think definitely, as you get older, you you worry about that so much less. That's one of the great things about <laughs> aging, because you get to a point where you're like, just take me as I am, you know. Yeah. It's because you start caring less about what other people are doing. You think, well, if I care less about them, it must work the other way around. So they're probably not even bothered about me. And then you can move past it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wayne, what are your thoughts? How do you identify fear? Yeah, I was going with a, a slightly different approach, thinking, how do I tell fear apart from other emotions? And I automatically went to, well... Sometimes the physiology is responding in a very similar way to adjacent emotions. And so sometimes all we're really doing is slapping a label on there because we think that's the right label. And then we're responding to the label rather than the actual underlying physiology and whatever prompted the physiology. So it's that fun of how do you identify or recognize that that is or is not anger, fear, whatever. Excitement. When, yeah. I love the reframe, especially for my students. I'm like, hey, you get up to do some public speaking. And I watch them all react. I'm like, yeah, when that happens, what's that feeling? That is a way that you can interpret that as that's excitement, getting yourself ready to perform at your peak. That's a whole different story than I'm afraid because I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Mm. And so, Perfect. go ahead. Sorry, no, I was going to say, because I, I, I've heard that before and I, I get it because the two are very closely related and often with, a, with loads of excitement, there is an element of fear built in because it's more thrilling that way and all that kind of thing. But I've never been able to make the switch between when I know I'm fearful or nervous or whatever it is, I've never been able to kind of go convert it, convert it. And now I'm excited. Yeah, I've not been able to do that. <laughs> For me, there's actually a physical thing that has to happen. Like if I'm scared... I end up with, or fearful, I end up with this really pent up energy that gets this vibration thing going and I can just feel it and it's scary. And if I like shake it out and I bounce around and I, I basically throw a toddler tenter tantrum without all the noise, then I don't feel fearful anymore. Then I'm like, okay, got all that energy out. I can be focused and excited. I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> I have literally stood backstage at big events. Like when I did my TEDx talk, I was backstage like, <laughs> trying to get all the energy out so I could get calm down and do my talk <laughs> which makes me wonder yeah, if that's, that's part of what the 
toddlers are doing is trying to deal with that internal and they don't know what this is. They haven't got a label to slap on it yet. It's feedback that I give clients if they're dealing with a lot of anxiety or just a lot of eh, throw a tenter tantrum. You don't have to scream. You may, but you don't have to, but do the physical. And it's amazing how that calms the energy. At least everybody I've ever told to do it who actually did it got good results from it. But you first have to identify the fear, which is what we're talking about. You know, how do you identify it? And for me, like I said, it's that vibration that my adrenaline and everything is so high that I'm like ramped up on way too much caffeine. Yeah. I think that physic, like Wayne said, you've, you guys have talked about that physiology of it is, is so important. That is to tune in. Cause like you say, we're often so unaware, but if you can actually listen and it's certainly something I uh, speak to my clients around is to identify certain emotions is to feel it physiologically. So anxiety or fear or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. to notice next time that happens to really be mindful it's around mindfulness isn't it around your noticing what it is for you whether you hold it in your you know your shoulders or your stomach or what is it you get clammy what what happens to you and everyone for everyone it's different yeah. but if you can really focus on that I think that is a really I think that's probably the most effective way of identifying it physiologically when we we can't actually identify it in our minds so and so we talked about big fears that, you know, like my TEDx talk, that's pretty clear that I was fear. But if it's something you're avoiding, whether it's moving forward in your business or taking that next job or asking your boss for a raise, that it's actually avoidant. How do you recognize fear that's causing avoidance? Because it doesn't have that vibration energy to it. That manifests itself in procrastination, doesn't exactly. it? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I think it's Marie, you touched on it in the beginning when you said that and you said that that I think you use the word should there's something you should be doing or that you know you want to be doing but you're not and I think as soon as you've got that why am I not doing you know I keep saying this or I keep arriving at this conclusion and then not taking action mm. when that question mark appears of why that's probably the the indicator I think when it's a should but it's a not um that for me I think is a big big yeah. flag <laughs> yeah it's, and you know going back to the fight Fight, flight, I can never say that. Fight, flight, or freeze. We're going to probably, when we're in fear, we're going to do one of those three things, mm. right? So we're either going to run away from it, we're going to just not be able to do anything, or we're going to react and, you know, lash out in some way emotionally. That's when I was in grad way. school, I knew I was avoiding something when I was vacuuming my house. <laughs> when I had papers to write and I decided to vacuum my house, I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> Is that what it is, Wayne? Structured procrastination? This, this is an approach where you make sure that even if you're avoiding the number one item on your to-do list, you do it by doing other things that are on your to-do list that just aren't the thing you're avoiding. So mm -hmm. this is the idea behind structured procrastination. You're still doing things. They're just not the thing you're avoiding. Mm. Yeah. And it, does it help you identify the thing you're avoiding? Sometimes it's pretty clear. Sometimes it's like, hey, I'm super productive. And then I catch the language pattern like Karina brought up of, oh, but I didn't do this thing. Oh, that's still whole, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what we're saying then is that it does procrastination always mean fear or does it just mean, I don't wanna do that? 
it can definitely be the second one. Like I've had tasks that have been on my to-do list and then I bump it over to the next day. Then I bump it over there and I just keep bumping. And I know I'm not afraid of them. I just really don't want to do them. <laughs> so yeah, it can definitely be that. I have a rule. If something gets moved from one list to the next list to the next list three times, I'm clearly not going to do it. Take it off the list. Either delegate it, decide it's not important or get it done. Because after the third list, it's not moving again. That's a good rule. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with fear. It just like to your point, it feels like I don't wanna do it. So identifying fear, we're talking about procrastination. We've talked about the actual physical feeling of serious fear. What other things in the minute we have less, what other things could identify fear? We mentioned the language, catching what it is that you may personally be saying when it comes to something that you're fearful about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes other people can spot it as well. Some people, you know, sometimes they're kind of, yeah, you keep talking about this, but you've never, why have you never done it? Are you afraid? And then are you, you know, you can re react in a number of different ways after that. But, you know, sometimes it's worth hearing other people's perceptions of what you're doing. Yeah. A coach is definitely good at helping Seuss that stuff out. Aren't? We're all good at that with other people. I can always spot it in other people. <laughs> Help them out by saying, oh, Way easier to fix other people than yourself, right? Yeah, how often? <laughs> Doctor, fix thyself. I, yeah, totally get that. But, so yeah, talking to other people, whether it is a, a coach or maybe you have an insightful friend, I, I worry about sending people that are friends because friends give bad advice sometimes. <laughs> and hopefully or they unpack all the boxes and forget to put it away. So that's a challenge. I, think, I don't know if we've got time for one last comment, but Real quick. I think in, in terms of the identifying fear, just being really specific on your, on how you're feeling. So really drilling down and getting specific and labeling your emotions and then just looking at that, you know, really, really not, not generically, but as specific as you can. And that often I think can help identify where that emotion is coming from by really drilling down. Awesome. So on that, we will say thank you very much. It was great to chat with you guys and we'll do it again real soon. Bye. Here's Robin.